All right, everyone, this is uh, Boss and Rudes, as always, Rudy and me, Rudy and Boss, and um, this is actually a special edition. This is the, the uh, I guess, an edition of a manager's podcast as Boss and Rudes, uh, if you want to say it that way. So we've got literally everybody in here. We got Rudy, we got Gina, we got Jake, we got Trenton, we got Natalie, we got Charlie. So uh, instead of everybody introducing themselves at, at the same time like I would normally do, uh, we're gonna go around the around the room, starting with uh, the GM for the 2020-2021 year, Gina. Gina, go ahead. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. Um, what do you want me to say? <laughs> uh, whatever you want to. Just talk for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Just okay. like keep talking. If you stop talking, then there's like a penalty or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> noted. Um, yeah, so I'm the GM this year. I'm very excited. We This team is, I think, very excited to get going. Obviously, the station is in, just like the world, in a very weird uh, space right now. We don't really know what it's going to look like, but we do have a lot of exciting goals for this um, almost said season, uh, for this year. Um, and I think this crew is really awesome. I think everybody is in the perfect spot that we need right now. Um, yeah. And I think we're all super pumped to even just be better than we've ever been. Um, and that's been the goal every year. And I think with this squad, uh, that will just be natural to happen. Um, so yeah. All right, moving on. We got our PD for next year, Jake Cantu. Jake. Check it, check, check, check. I'm about to spit some bars. I'm kidding. No, I'm big. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I guess uh, I'm excited to be a uh, program director this year. Um, you know, as Gina said, I don't know what the plan is going to be as far as us being at the station, but we've been engaged. Um, engage has been the biggest part of um, our uh, plan coming into 2020 season and um 2021 season and you know i've also been in contact you know i i helped matt i don't know how to pronounce his last name but i helped matt um read some or do something for his like i don't know like resume or something so i felt pretty good about that and being that pd role so i've really gotten you know i've flourished so far heading into the season uh but i'm excited to be here you know uh, wearing my mask all the time because we gotta stay healthy uh, seeing the game, we're taking COVID-19 tests every day. Uh, we got to get tested every two days um, or every other day, whatever. So we've been we've been in the game. We're staying safe so far. No one's tested positive inside the bubble. We got ready to fall sports, so it's been nice. And I'm just excited to be here and uh, um, take the torch that Gina passed for me. Uh, and now I'm gonna flourish. I'm gonna spread my wings and learn to fly. Is that a minute? Perfect. And, and, you know, it's always good to hear um, when like players are in the, you know, I, I'm assuming this is like a case of uh, you being in the best shape of your career going into, into, a, into another year. So I, I'm expecting a, like an all-star year from Jake. We want to keep with the theme. I feel like Carmelo Anthony now, like, I feel like I took a break, but I came back. I took a spring quarter break off and now I'm back. So I'm a walking bucket. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Natalie, take it away. What's going on, everyone? I'm Natalie. I'm currently painting a mug. 
Um, and I thought these introductions were going to be more like, I'm a Cubs fan. So I'll throw that in there. <laughs> Feel free to do stuff like that too. So, so go for it. Go for it. Well, I'm going to be the social media and imaging director at Radio DePaul Sports. We're going to have 10 times the Instagram stories, 10 times the, the Twitter birthday shout outs, more exciting social media business than you've ever seen. And I'm in charge of it all. So if you ever need anything from me, I can make you graphics or I can Photoshop your head onto Kobe's body, maybe, Rudy. <laughs> anything like that, I'll take care of. Can Am you? I, <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a specific question here. Could you edit oh, something where maybe it's like a basketball or a baseball thing where one player is made out of cake? And try made to make out, a graphic out of that. Oh, made out of cake? Sure. Yeah, made out of cake to like keep with the movement or whatever. Actually, why don't I make a an edit that Trenton is cake? That's amazing. I, I think we would all love to see that. All right. all right, Natalie. Let's pass it over to one of our two prod podcast directors, Charlie Bevins, the Portland guy. Like a bot seven and Charlie Bevins. Um you know, I'll be helping with the podcast production this year with uh, alongside my man Trenton Zato. Um, I feel like uh, I'm excited this year. I feel like it's especially this year, a podcast uh, producers are uh, more important than usual. Um, you know, because obviously we're not totally sure whether or not we get in the studio or kind of how everything's going to shake out uh, on air wise. So, um, you know, I'm excited to work alongside Trenton to kind of uh, make our voices more accessible and more, uh, you know, more accessible to people to listen to and to people, you know, who want to say, um, you know, kind of get their, uh, their thoughts out there via podcast platform. Thanks, Charlie. Let's move it on to the second podcast guy, Trenton. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Trenton. Sometimes I go by Trenticles, depending on how I'm feeling during the day, what the weather is like, what direction the wind is blowing, and how the beers are doing. But, you know, staying healthy, staying safe. I'm so happy, so excited to be part of this team. I've watched all of you do your magical things in the past season at Radio DePaul Sports, and I'm really excited to be part of it now carry on the legacy, carry on the tradition. Um, Charlie, it's going to be a wonderful year, you and me working together on that podcast. So excited. Love to hear it, Trenton. Let's pass it on to Nick Cans, the news director. One of the most interesting people in the world today and ever, honestly. Well, thank you, Abbas. Um, I love the news. Um, sports news, world news, entertainment news. Um, but I think I'll just take my time to talk about another man who loved the news, uh, Regis Philbin. Bad radio, you can't see, but I'm holding up his autobiography. Um, what a guy. Sadly, we lost him. Um, don't mean to bring this podcast down a bit, but who wants to be a millionaire? What a show. Uh, Battle of the Minds happened every every show, and and I think that's what we have at Radio DePaul Sports. We got a lot of minds, 
intersecting, uh, creating a web of knowledge and information to get out all of our products and to disseminate information to the, um, the masses uh, who crave our content. So, you know, I'm happy uh, to get a chance to do this uh, news-wise. We're going to be breaking news. We're going to be creating news. Uh, and we're just going to be throwing news right at your face this year at Rio de Paul Sports. That's amazing to hear because I think that's where we want to go in the news business. We really want to be creating the news. I think that's, that's great, Cans. We love it. And uh, now, uh, Rudy, live game director, what do you got to say? Uh, I hate that your team's winning right now. Um, I think it should be said that a boss made me last because my job is the least important these days with no games <laughs> being played or everything being up in the air. I'm excited. Um, you know, I guess I kind of saw everything from afar these last two years, and I just kind of wanted to be more involved. And I think we got a great group. Um, I think Cans just kind of wrapped it all up in a cute little bow himself with the callback to Regis Philbin. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I'm really excited to be part of this group. And um, I look forward to games being back so that I could direct them at some point. <laughs> how much how much else to say? I expected more words from you, Rudy. What do you want me to say? That I'm the Anything. resident LA fan? Anything. I'm the person that everyone picks on when the Lakers are losing or when the Dodgers are getting killed in the World Series because of a trash can. So, um, no, yeah. Uh, sorry. To be anticlimactic, you saved the last for worst or the worst for last. I'm sorry. Dang. Now we're all sad, Rudy. Boss. <laughs> shout out Joe Kelly, though. <laughs> yes. Shout out Joe. All right. Well, I'll, we want to move on here. And uh, as is uh, normal for, for Boston Roots, I want to open it up and have some discussion. Um, so the MLB has, has had a little bit of a, a rough spot the last few days with uh, not, not only the Marlins having 19 players test positive for COVID-19, now uh, two coaches uh, in Philadelphia. So how, how are y'all feeling about this, this MLB season? Uh, because already less than, what, less than a week in, we're already having these types of issues. So just whoever wants to start it out. I, I personally am kind of um, apprehensive about all this. I don't know how long this is going to last. I hope it does because the Cubs look good other than that bullpen. But I'm looking forward to it, and, and I have no idea how it's going to go. But, Charlie, you've had your, your hand up, so <laughs> please join in. <laughs> Yeah. So first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you about the Cubs looking good right now that I just don't think that is a team that is built to compete uh, in a playoff scenario right now, just because of how dreadful that bullpen is. Uh, but besides the point, I think obviously I, I, like as it relates to coronavirus and the pandemic that is still going on, you know, they, uh, they, the idea of a bubble was rejected during these negotiations, um, these labor negotiations that kind of persisted through, what, three or four months. That obviously led to this 60-game sprint 
that is going to happen in 66 days. They uh, left themselves uh, with little to no wiggle room if uh, there was a major outbreak that was going to happen in a, in a clubhouse that has happened with the Marlins. So it's, it's almost guaranteed that uh, a number of teams probably aren't going to play a full 60-game schedule. And so that kind of calls into question uh, already the validity of the season if you have a few teams who have only played 55 to 60 games. Um, and you have that aside, but you also have the fact that I was, you know, we're watching this, these, uh, these NBA games happening right now. And they show, you know, I think it's the worldwide sports campus from, uh, the bird's eye view and they're showing like six soccer fields and like seven baseball fields. And it begs the question of like, they were so wrapped up in these labor negotiations that a, they didn't really spend much time trying to figure out a plan for, one of the worst human health crises in the last hundred years. And they also didn't really even entertain the notion of a bubble that has proven completely effective in the NHL and in the NBA. Um, you know, obviously that's, uh, that was kind of secondary, I think, as far as labor negotiations went, they did, I shouldn't say they didn't entertain the idea of a bubble because it was brought up and it was rejected in states like Arizona and Florida that has seen escalating cases rise but I really the only re, the only way for me to have confidence in any season's longevity is if that season is taking place in a bubble at this point you know that extends to the NFL I don't know how training camps are going to happen how they're going to sustain these lack of uh, of these case numbers going into the regular season and then obviously beyond going uh, beyond the regular season if they're not in a bubble again they NFL didn't really even seem to float that, uh, that idea at all. Um, you know, I just think it, it, it's such a, it, the problems that I think baseball is facing right now, uh, obviously are complete, they're completely their own doing, but if they, if they weren't so caught up in these, just, I think petty, uh, labor negotiations for months, they could have had a much better plan to avoid what's happened with the Marlins and, uh, you know, prevent future Marlins-esque scenarios. Sorry if that took a long time, but I've just been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, I think in terms of obviously not being able to play all of the games and having to make up certain games, I mean, you deal with that in a regular season with rainouts and other, like, inclement weather. Like, Cubs game is canceled today because of rain, so they're going to have to make it up just in a double-header situation anyway. And I think eventually what's going to have to happen is that they just do the playoffs based on winning percentage versus the games that were actually played. Because again, it's impossible that the Marlins and the Phillies and the Yankees and everyone who was involved with all these COVID related game cancellations are going to eventually make them up in such a short amount of time. But I really think these players, they, they know what's at stake they want to play. And when there's rumors going around that, you know, however many of the Marlins went out to a club in Atlanta and that's how it started to travel. Like, I just don't think they're under as much surveillance as they are, you know, those sports that are playing in a bubble because, you know, NBA, you cross the line to go get your postmates, you can't play. So I think baseball, it's more of team stakes than it is individual because they're not being closely monitored like that. And I know today, they implemented some stricter restrictions um, as far as travel goes. I know one for sure is that like 
they all have to wear, as opposed to like the cloth mask that they've been wearing, they're now required to wear a surgical mask during travel. So they're picking up on, you know, things as they're developing and they're, they're making it stricter, they're making it safe, as safe as it can possibly be without it being in a bubble. But I mean, they already started, they can't, you know, they may have not entertained the idea of a bubble before and they definitely can't do it now because they're already in season, so. Kind of, kind of what you're saying now, like, they, it's, it's like, it's the enforcement of these rules, right? Like, they have, the Marlins have four players test positive. They know that they test positive. They play the game on Sunday anyway. You have, epidemi- you have epidemiologists claiming, clamoring for them to not play, and then the next day they have eight positive cases, and then you're looking at the Marlins right now, they, or excuse me, the Phillies right now, they have two coaches playing. So it's, you know, it, it seems like they're not even taking their own, uh, you know, their guidelines, the federal guidelines. They're not, it doesn't seem like baseball is really taking it that seriously. And that's, that, I mean, that's going to, that's going to create problems even more so than it already has. Right. And it's just going to affect them negatively. You know, it's going to end their season and it's going to put a bad stamp on, you know, maybe they should have done things this way. So. But, but Charlie and Natalie, what, what you guys are forgetting is that, you know, Don Mattingly and uh, Jorge Alfaro or whatever his name is, they're, they're epidemiologists, you know, they have their medical degree. They gave, you know, the Marlins the okay to play. So, you know, joking. But I, that's what I don't get. How can Don? You have your words for a second there, Ken. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's just the the no chain of command. I I keep hearing people use that term, but just the that you know the the lack of, I guess taking it seriously. Like you know, oh, everyone on the Marlins wanted to play. Well, yeah, sure, you want to play, but you know, you, you shouldn't be playing. You, you should report this to baseball or the proper chain of command so that, you know, they can shut it down because now Marlins are, you know, in a tough spot. The Phillies are testing positive and that not only screws their schedule up, but also the teams, you know, that uh, they're supposed to play, their schedule gets, you know, reduced and all mud, uh, muddied up. So it's just crazy. My biggest thing is I can't believe that you know, they just kind of try to sweep this all on, like under the rug on Sunday and they went out and played and now, you know, now we're here. So. And, and I think like Brian kind of said it uh, either. I think yesterday, I think that like players need to just be like the only way, like we finish the season if, is if players are like honest. And I think there was something that like when the Marlins were in Atlanta last week, uh, for like the the summer camp games or whatever, they weren't really following any of the the protocols. So it's like, I mean, like you said, it's, it just leaves way too much up to the players in terms of following these guidelines without really having any proper surveillance like you have in a bubble. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it just shows, and like even like with, with this whole Joe Kelly thing, uh, it just shows how bad leadership is in the MLB right now, at least from the top. And then even in the, in the players' association too, where uh, it just seems like, it, nothing is thought out properly. Uh, they aren't really following what the experts are saying, and they're the only, uh, you know, they're only the only big like sports franchise right now um, that's really having these types of issues. The NBA two weeks in a row, no positive tests. The NHL started as well, but baseball could barely get through a week without having this type of an issue. I, I think too, like um, 
the, you know, the NBA spent months specifically trying to develop health protocols and uh, MLB spent months trying to settle labor. And that's, and, and, you know, then after that, you know, they have a week or whatever to, I'm sure some of the health protocols are baked into those labor negotiations, obviously. But after that, uh, after labor is the primary focus for months, you give yourself, well, a week, two weeks to really hone in on major health protocols. I mean, the NBA was so, and same with the NHL, obviously the NHL is in, you know, not to get political, but they're in a place, they're in a country with much uh, stronger leadership on the uh, pandemic front. So they're in almost a different situation entirely. But the, um, you know, the NBA, they like were so meticulous about these health protocols. It doesn't really seem like baseball took it uh, nearly as serious. It, it was, it seemed like baseball was almost more shotgun about their uh, health protocols than especially the NBA was. I'm kind of glad you brought up leadership because that's kind of the point that I wanted to make is that um, I think from the MLB standpoint, realistically, the only reason they had a season is because they wanted to kind of chip away and save as much money as they can because not having a season is so detrimental to the businesses and to the teams and to just the overall business of Major League Baseball. So because we have someone as incompetent and as stupid as Manfred in charge, it's only going to get way worse before it gets better. He has the off switch. He has the kill switch. He essentially says when he wants the season to end. And I feel like it's going to take a lot more than what is already such a severe issue with the Marlins to, to really drive Manfred over the edge. Because if, if the whole point of this, realistically, they could say all they want that, oh, we just wanted the players to play, all of this, we need to have a champion, whatever, whatever. Realistically, it all comes down to business and it all comes down to how much money they were going to lose if there wasn't a season. So if Manfred decides to end the season, it would be a shocker to me because because of how horrible his leadership has been in the past, I would be almost surprised if he makes the right decision in canceling the season. So um, I just don't think that we have the right people in charge to make these kinds of decisions. And I think the lack of, uh, of awareness as far as how serious this uh, issue is, it's just not being taken seriously by owners, by players and uh well some players i know some players have been really good advocates for wearing a mask like mike trout and others but yeah that's my take i'm sticking to it we'll get adam silver out there and help try to manage this whole situation i don't know i just i don't think it's gonna last i'll just be straight up like everyone it's just it's just so hard again we went like four or five days with like people like not playing anymore and it's just my team sucks so i don't care really Cooper's out for a full two months, so I don't care if they cancel the season. Um, it's just it just sucks though, because I mean the, the biggest thing is just like MLB had to play. They had, they have they were in the position MLB or the NBA and the NHL were, where you're just playing playoffs basically. You know you have to play the full season. And it's so hard, and then if you do forty games or twenty games, that's not enough of a season. Even sometimes people some will argue it's sixty games not enough for a season. Um, and, I mean, you're seeing, like, like Joe Kelly. I mean, he's missing eight games. You're seeing, like, the effects of that. Uh, but, I mean, again, it, yeah, you're, like Rudy said, it's just leadership. Like everyone's been saying, it's, it's a lack of leadership. They don't know what they're really doing. You're just kind of hoping for the best and swinging for the fences, hoping this all works out. And who's going to, you know, 
at the end of the day, are we really going to have a fair matchup in the playoffs? If, you know, like, is there going to be teams that are losing players or like, you know, what if someone has a winning record to make the playoffs and then again, they can't make it because someone's tested positive and they have to miss. You're going to cancel the rest of the playoffs for that. So it's just, it's just so, I mean, like Rudy said too, you know, I don't know really if Manfred will actually have the balls to cancel the season because of money and situations like that. So I don't know. It's just such a sticky situation. So I'm sticking, I'm putting my money towards basketball. I'm putting my money toward the NHL. I'm not putting my money into MLB right now. And that's a fact. Kind of add to what he said. Like, I think the logical thing that they could have done is if they did what the MLS did, which is just do like a play-in tournament where you have like a couple round-robin, like an AAU tournament. You just have a couple round-robin games and then you have like a seeding after that. And then from there on, you have like a whole little mini playoff and stuff. And granted, that would kind of require kind of a bubble type situation or at least like a hub city type thing, like what the NHL is doing. But I mean, if they're already traveling and doing all this stuff and getting on planes and going from city to city, then realistically, you know, you could just do a regular format where you do like a home and home series and then whatever your seating is, then, then you get into the playoffs. If you don't make it, then you don't make it like, but a 60 game season, is just, it seems like a really short season, but because of the times that we're living in, it's going to be a long freaking season because of just how many situations we're going to have to go through of this nature. And if they don't take it seriously, then it could be a very short season or no season at all. I don't know. Well, and, and it's like, sorry, go ahead, Jake. No, I was just going to say, me and a boss kind of like talked about this over the week of how like an idea of like the bubble. And I know like there have been other ideas like bounced around. But I love the idea of just putting all, like, the AL West and the AL East or something or whatever, like, all in one little area. They play each other. They take two weeks off, and then they switch, and then they quarantine, and then they play each other like that. I would have loved, like, to see that idea. But, again, it's just – it's, it's like, leadership and, and, and money at the end of the day. And you, you can't trust the players because we've – like I said, like, someone brought it up earlier. I think it was you now. Like, you can't trust people. The Marlins, I guess the rumor was that they went out to a, a club you know, you can't trust players because they want to live the normal life. You don't know what other people are trying to do. And then, again, pe- these players are going home, and you don't know who else in their household is is um, bringing something. Or if, even if they just contracted it from the grocery store. It's just so unpredictable that you honestly needed something like a bubble to limit and to know where people are going in and out of and, and to know that it's secured. Jake, like, like you mentioned, like, like kind of every division almost kind of plays in the same spot. I mean, there's, there's, there's countless baseball like fields, let alone baseball stadiums around the country that you can just have a division, like what they're doing now, you, you know, the, the Cubs are obviously just playing every team from the NL and AL central. And I don't see how that's completely infeasible with, um, you know, just at one specific site where you don't have people coming and going all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, something like that could happen in a place like South Bend or any, like, l- small town. In, yeah, where, like where a college you, campus or something. Yeah, where you might have a better chance of, of not having a, you know, being in a big city where the virus might be rampant. So, like, anything like that. Maybe there's, like, two fields, three fields, and you have multiple games a day, and you have the central in one place, the west, east. I think, Jake, we talked about that as well. So, like, something like that, I feel like that'd be so much better than um, this this attempt going on right now that 
I have really low hope for. But um, Gina, you haven't said anything yet. So I want to say I am. So for early season, early in the season and, and fantasy baseball is running up again. Shane Bieber I'm is fine. just outstanding. I mean, he looks like it, no matter how long the season goes, he looks like the AL Cy Young already. And I don't understand how Cleveland, like every two, three years, somehow ends up with this random pitcher who ends up being incredible. I mean, Kluber isn't even there, and it's not like they're missing him. Yeah, it's uh, – I haven't talked because my internet is really bad, and I didn't know who would mess it all up again. Um, but, yeah, no, the Cleveland has been, like, lights out in the pitching other than closer. Uh we're real struggling. Hand sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's frustrating. But no, it's been like, I, to, not to sound like a collective broken record with everyone, um, but I think the, I don't know if anyone has said this yet, but when the first batch of players came back positive and Manfred said, like, I'm not going to call this a nightmare. And it wasn't by any means like a nightmare, but if I was a player or a family member of a player, I would be concerned that the commissioner is also not that concerned. Um, I don't personally see it lasting very long. It just doesn't seem productive or conducive to the situation at hand. Um, but yeah, Cleveland's doing well, so it's going to suck if it stops. Um, and Can we it. talk about your social distancing uh, cutouts? Oh, those, those are, there's some of babies and I, those are weird. Uh, there was one of like somewhere they had, it might've been Minnesota and they like computer animated a crowd and it like cut off uh, someone's head and it just looked so scary. And I, my dad got an email from uh, Cleveland about like, doing it since he's a season ticket holder. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Don't, don't do that. It was because I, I think Jake and me were watching one of those games. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny because like, it looks like they have socially distanced that's what I, each yeah, of that's the what... cutouts. <laughs> There's like four seats in between each one. I found that really, really interesting. I mean, hey, really fun. keep a consistent message for the people that aren't doing it. So whatever helps. Which they only offered it. Did anyone else get an email to do a cutout? Like Rudy, did they do it for the Dodgers or? Yeah, uh, we got an offer to do it. Um, we wanted to do it, and then we were like gonna wait to see how they looked at the game, and then we saw how they looked, and we were like, "Yeah, let's not do that to ourselves." And <laughs> it's just because Jeannie said, like, I don't know if it was just season ticket holders that they were only allowing. Plus, like there's only a, a small percent chance that you will actually see yourself. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I don't even think it's worth it. I think it'd be cool if, like, the team would at least, like, take a picture of where you're sitting. That way you kind of have, like, a little memento. But yeah, that's what I'm interested. Guys, these guys don't do nothing, man. The Dodgers are just <laughs> – It would be, like, the opposite of, like, a fan cutout, you know? Like, when there's, like, cardboard cutouts of the team and you, like – take a picture with them it's like reversed where like the the athletes get a picture with a fan i was telling my brother like wouldn't it be such a smart idea if like 
for example, like if you're in a big city, like for example, like LA, like if you have like on like the premier boxes, if they do cutouts of like the Lakers and then like the Kings and then like a box with like the Angels or whatever. Oh, actually not at Dodger Stadium. Let's not do the Angels. Um, the Rams, Chargers. But like that'd be so cool. Like they, there's so much room for potential because it's so weird. Like when I was watching the Dodgers Astros series, like the left, their left field uh, home run area, the deck, um, full of cutouts. And then right field, all the home runs went, not a single cutout. And it just looked really stupid and poorly done. But it's also the Astros. So what can you expect from a bunch of morons? All right. Before we start um, talking about the Astros and how much we collectively hate them, uh, we're going to do a quick game at the end here. But first, first, uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, to decide teams. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. All right, everyone, welcome back. Boss and Rude's, po- Boss and Rude's podcast, excuse me. Awesome. Also the manager's pod today, every manager up here. We've got a game planned here. It's like a, you know, a trivia Jeopardy type of thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure everyone here will really enjoy this trivia game. And uh, we've got the teams. The first one is the podcast bros. Not a big yeah. fan of the, the second part of the name. But we've got Charlie and Trenton. Very fitting. Podcast boys. All right. We'll do it. Okay. Podcast boys. Uh, team two, Rudy and Gina. Woohoo. Team, I don't know what our name is. <laughs> team three, we've got Jake and Natalie. And We're then team, team four, what was that? Goat in the water. Goat in the water. I'm going to call you team Jake and Goat water. I'm not going to remember. And We're then team four, we've got Nick Cans. We're team LeBron, a boss. Flying solo. Like Nick Cans is flying solo. He is the trivia god, so well, it makes sense. Well, you're too – you give me too much credit, a boss. We All right, well. The Peppa Pig. All right, so here are the rules, all right? It's pretty much normal Jeopardy. Uh, Four categories, five questions in each category. There's MLB, NBA, DePaul, and miscellaneous. Uh, When you, um, like, you know, the team will pick a question. If they get it wrong, the team after them in the order will have a chance to steal. If they get it wrong, then the question ends and and nobody gets the points. Uh, I'll keep score. So, We're going uh, in an order, you said, right? Are we going in some order? Yeah, it's going to be the podcast people, Team oh, LeBron. The podcast people, okay. Team LeBron, um, Jake and Natalie, and then I Team Cans. I forgot your team name, sorry. <laughs> We're the Pigeon Boys now. We're going. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlie and Trenton. Trenton, let's hear from you. So I'm going to let you pick the question here. Uh, you've got the four categories, MLB, NBA, DePaul, miscellaneous, 100 or one through five, one, two, three, four, five, of course. 
So uh, Trenton and Charlie, uh, what do you want here? Is, is there really no NFL category? I feel like that's biased against Trenton and I. I mean, miscellaneous has some NFL, so please go ahead. That's all right. Why don't we go? Uh, Want to go DePaul two hundred? <laughs> okay. I don't know much about DePaul. I'm down now. All right. I really thought that was going to be the last section pick. Yeah. All right, this question is pretty straightforward. How many times has DePaul made the Sweet 16? Uh, men's basketball, by the way. What do you think, Trenton? I mean, obviously, like, we can, we can brainstorm over here because everybody's on mute. Uh, it's more than one. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, Sweet 16, what do you think? Like, five times, six times? Got a coin we could flip? How many sizes of this coin do you think there are? Uh, well, I was torn between five and six, unless you got a wider variance. Uh, you want to go five? Keep it going. Yeah, we're going to go five. Incorrect. Rudy and no! Gina, you have a chance to steal here. I hate that they can hear our thought process. <laughs> no, yeah. Um... That's what makes it even better. It makes you feel real incompetent while yeah. you're going um, through everything. I'll go with seven. Is that too much? Uh, oh, I can't figure out for the life of me why two of them were vacated, but two were vacated. So there's the first question. And then Rudy and Gina, it's your turn to pick the next one. We got to go NBA, right? Yeah. So yeah. Please go for it. What, what number do you want to do? One through five. Let's go with three. We'll take the uh, NBA for the amount of rings that LeBron has, please. <laughs> Seven? Oh, no. All right. This sharpshooter, considered one of the best ever, is actually not who we think he is. His first name is actually Walter. Name this shooting guard. I have a feeling, because he's such a sharpshooter, and I automatically assumed uh, Reggie Miller. I hate you, boss. <laughs> Let's just go with Reggie and see what happens. We'll take Reggie Miller, please. Or who is In, Reggie Miller? Incorrect. Uh, Jake and Natalie, you want to steal? What's the question again? Like the, the <laughs> last part of the question? All right. Uh, <clears throat> the, this, this sharpshooter considered one of the best ever is actually not who we think he is. His first name is actually Walter. Name this shooting guard. Uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, Ray Allen. Correct. Three points. Boom. For Natalie and Jake. Ray Allen. Walter Ray you Allen. Put your phones away. Oh. I don't want no cheating in this game. Hey, no one hey. got Ray Allen that fast. Oh. No one got Ray. No one gets Ray Allen that fast. Dude, no. I, hey, man. One of the God, best shooting guards player. ever. One of the best sharpshooters ever. Best? I want a review. I, yeah, I mean, I was definitely like, I want or like JJ Redick. I don't know. You want to hear? You want to see my search history? Why no. don't we show you? But you want to see my search history? <laughs> no. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> Let me uh, read Natalie and first. Jake. Really no, I'm just kidding. Hey. Shout out to you. That was a hard question, Walter. <laughs> horrible name. <laughs> Natalie and Jake, which category do you want? Uh, MLB. You think All right, category? one through five. 
Uh, we'll do three. Yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> this bearded maestro pitched for Colorado, St. Louis, and Atlanta, along with the Cubs in his career. Name this bullpen arm who might be better than half of the current Cubs bullpen. Can you say the teams he played for again? St. Louis? Uh, St. Louis, Colorado, Atlanta, and the Cubs. Just say some. Just say one. I don't know. I don't know. Kimbrell? But he's Incorrect. Not... Uh, Nick Cannes. Kimbrell, I'm not going to Nick Cannes, yes. do you want to steal? Um, well, I'll try. Okay, bearded reliever, Cubs, you said Rockies, Cardinals. And Atlanta. Is it uh, Jason Mott? Unbelievable. Nick Cans, that's correct. Jason Mott. I, I, I love Jason Mott. He was pretty, he was pretty okay, but he's a lot better than most of these other Cubs relief pitchers. Uh, Abbas, I think all of us are better than the current Cubs relief pitchers. <laughs> well, man, don't disrespect Dylan Naples like that. <laughs> all right. Um, Nick Cans, uh, your turn to yes. choose. What do you want? Huh, um, what do I have? I have MLB, NBA, miscellaneous, oh, miscellaneous, and Nepal. Give me uh, MLB for four. Can I do four? Yeah, for four. Yeah, why not? All right. So, what has to happen for a player to have a higher batting average than on-base percentage? I should have made this like a 10. <laughs> it's a really weird question. Um, could you repeat the question, please? Sure. So what has to happen for a player to have a higher batting average than on-base percentage? I think Tim Anderson came close to doing this. I must say, boss, these are not the kinds of questions I'm used to. I'm a little hurt. Um, my God. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say this is just a guess. They have to be caught using steroids. Final <laughs> Incorrect. answer. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, Charlie and Trenton, you want to steal? Wait, he has to have a higher batting average than on-base percentage? Yeah, what would have to happen for your batting average to be higher than your on-base percentage? Does he have to hit more home runs than get walked? That's your final answer? I, I can't think of anything else. What do you think, Trenton? I see you doing your wrist work out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what do you think? I have no idea, honestly. I, I can't think of – I mean, but I feel like that's more like in the realm of slugging. But – yeah, wait, what the hell? Because – Anderson didn't hit many home runs. I'll just go with that. More home runs than, than walks. I don't think it's that at all, though. A sack fly. Because a sack fly doesn't count towards on-base percentage. Oh, so, so just... Tim Anderson had like a 335 average, and his 
on base percentage was pretty close. So it was like if he hit like seven more sack flies, he would have so had he a just higher hit a million sack flies. <laughs> I mean, like it. it I, I, it's never happened over a full season, but it's like if you look at some of the stats he, right now, some players like who had sack flies will have a, a higher average than on base percentage. That's Anyways. It. That's interesting. I'm glad I know that now. I'm going to pull that out one day. Or if this is a four, I'm really interested to see how hard these five. Yeah, play. what the hell is a five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's bad on me. All what right, uh, Charlie, Charlie and Cans. <laughs> Charlie and Cans? What's next? Trenton. Uh, Charlie and Trenton, sorry. Uh, what do you think, Trenton? I don't want to uh, do a DePaul question. To be yeah, honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick. <laughs> How about miscellaneous for three? Okay, sure. All right. In 1962, this NHL team accidentally lit the Stanley Cup on fire. I'm trying to think. Like, because it wasn't the Blackhawks. Wait. No, it was. Never mind. 26. What what year did you say? 1966? 1962. 1962. Did, was, I used to have like was, an original six like poster right here, so I could kind of like know who came along when. Was ice uh, in existence in 1962? <laughs> yeah. Did they know how to like freeze water at that point? Was it? Uh, can I guess, Trenton? I feel like. I feel like yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Was it Toronto? Correct. They beat the yeah! Hawks that year. Oh my God, Charlie the legend. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's exciting. Moving on. Team LeBron, what do you want? Do you just want to stay with NBA? Yeah. Well, can we do like a one or a two just so we can get on the board? Kind of. Yeah. Let's just go with a one. Yeah. We'll take a one. All right. Um, these two teams are the only NBA teams to have never relocated. Ooh. Oh my God. Interesting. Got to get both of them right. Have the what about like the Jazz? Oh yeah, some of these newer teams, huh? That they started there. Yeah. <coughs> what, do you just want to go with Dallas and Utah? But I can't think of a like I can't think of like a basketball team other than the Celtics that were in Boston. I feel like it's one of the like original teams and one of these newer teams. Like the Knicks, the Knicks relocated, right? Can uh, said the Knicks, no Knicks. Can, Kansas. No, no, I'm giving you guys the countdown. I mean, come on, let, let let's go here. Let's go. Throw, throw out a guess. Throw out a guess. Okay, yeah, five seconds. Let's get your guess. This is a competition. The hell? Five seconds. Boston and. I like Utah. Let's just say Utah. Boston and Utah. Boston and All Utah. Jazz in Utah. Incorrect. Uh, Jake Natalie, you want to give it a stab? Can we ask if both of theirs were incorrect or just one? Um, no. You don't have to tell us which one was right. No. But was one. If he's hesitating, one of them was right. Yeah, I think yeah. one of them was right. Boston, Utah. Um, I feel like I feel like Utah's the right one. Yeah, I'm gonna say Utah and Dallas. It's actually Boston and New York. Damn. The Knicks? Boston yeah. and the Knicks, yeah. I know. relocated from New Orleans. They were the New Orleans Jazz. Yeah, New Orleans Jazz. 
Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, the Utah didn't. Jazz doesn't really make that, sense. Yeah, that's like that's why I said all that jazz in Utah. Right? <laughs> I I thought Do- Dallas was just created. Where do they move? Yeah, from? I was a little bit like, I feel like this means like the two originals. My oh. my computer froze. Can somebody tell me the real answer? There's Nick. <laughs> Knicks and Celtics. Knicks and Celtics. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I know. You you said both Knicks and Celtics yeah. while you were formulating it. I was like, ooh, they could get this one. Dude, that was a one? Yeah, sorry. Good for a one. I should have I, I probably could have been a little bit more specific there that it's like I the like original these. teams. We're we're having to think though. They're like they're pretty like intelligent. Yeah. Are there any more hockey questions? Um. Yeah, there actually is a hockey question. Uh, But Natalie and Jake, uh, go ahead. You've got um, all hockey questions. Always was. We'll try. (laughs) It's all hockey questions. (laughs) We'll do MLB for two. Thanks, Natalie. All right, MLB for two. Um, this former Cubs close. Wait, huh? Before you say the question, I'd like to make it known to our viewers that we both made our phones uh, visible to the audience. Wow. Oh, very big. We weren't cheating. The payment has already been done. All right. Okay. This Cubs Cubs pitcher, bullpen. All right. So this former Cubs closer has had a tough time since leaving the Windy City with a 5.89 ERA with his new team. He has already given up runs this year, but has one save. Might be useful for this bullpen. Yeah? Yeah, save. You're just going to go Carl Edwards Jr. Incorrect. Nick Cans. Cans is going to know it. Would you mind repeating the question, please, Abbas? This former Cubs closer has had a tough time since leaving the Windy City with a 5.89 ERA with his new team. He has already given up runs this year, but has one save. Might be useful for this bullpen. All right, a former Cubs closer. I like the way you write these, Abbas. He's, well, he still is in the league. Well, Brandon Morrow is certainly having a hard time, but it's not I him. Was, I thought that was your guess. I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, is it Wade Davis? Correct. It's Wade Davis. Cans, that gives you Solid. five points. I want to answer some Cubs trivia. I've gotten both of them right this far. <laughs> All right. What, uh, what team is Wade Davis even on? Uh, Colorado. Yeah, Yeah, Colorado. Oh, he still is? Yeah. Um, All right. um, uh, Kans, it's your turn. What do you want? Um, What? uh, One in five for MLB, two, four, five for NBA, one, three, four, five for DePaul, and then everything but three for miscellaneous. Man, so many options. Uh, um, let me try a miscellaneous one out here. Is two available? Can I do miscellaneous two? Two is available. All right. Here let it goes. Let me try that one, doctor. 
what were the original colors of the Chicago Bears when they were known as the Decatur Staley's? Hold on, hold on. The original colors of the Bears? So, like, what were the colors of the Decatur Staley's? I literally just read a book about the NFL. Well, oh, man, this is a trick question. I think it might be a trick question, Abbas. No tricks here, only trivia. (laughs) That's a good tagline. (laughs) Man, I don't think I've gotten any of my questions right. I just got two steals. Um... These are, uh, this is a stumper. Uh, I'm going to say it is a trick question, and I will go with blue and black. A little bit of a trick there. Incorrect. Uh, Charlie and Trenton, what do you got? Trenton, you know like the uh, like their throwbacks that have the white C on the side? Yeah. I feel like it's navy and white. It It sounds right. I know I... Man, I did a project on this in elementary school, but um, <laughs> that memory's long gone. <laughs> All right, I need you to dig deep, Trenton. <laughs> I feel like you might be right, though. Like, that I, That sounds right. But, that, okay, we're, like, there were those hideous jerseys, too, they had at one point with, like, the like cream pants or whatever, like the brown. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what I'm talking about? Jay Cutler very, wore it. Very vaguely. Decatur Staley's. That's a stupid name. Let's go. What do you What do you think, Trent? I'm I'm good with your guess. I think that sounds reasonable. Navy and white. Yeah, is navy and white? You know, I'll give it to you. It's yeah, it's great. It's, the other one. It's navy and yellow, but they did have like navy and white as well. It was those, you know, those blue ones with those stupid yellow stripes, the standing so up horizontal or vertical stripes. Right. So I'll give you, I'll give you that one. That one's, that's These also, ones, uh, Abbas? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, those are orange. They're yellow. I can't believe I didn't even think to look over those here. It's like yellowish have, gold. I have mag. I should get Those look orange to me. I should get a point, Abbas, for integrity because I could have glanced over here and cheated, but I didn't. So, get out of here, Cans. Half a point. Um, Half a point. Shut up, Cans. Charlie and and Trent, y'all have five as well. So, Cans and and Charlie and Trent with five, Natalie and Jake with three, and then Team LeBron with 0.0 rings. Um, Throwback to like 2011. Uh, yeah, anyways, awesome. moving forward, uh, team podcast or podcast people, podcast brothers. I don't know what, what it was. Y'all, y'all can uh, pick the next you know, one. We, we are the podcast brothers. Um, what, uh, what do you think? Wait, what's available? Uh, MLB for one in five, NBA two, four, five, uh, DePaul, everything but two, and then miscellaneous, <laughs> everything but two and three. Do you want to do? Um, do you want to do NBA for two, Trenton? How much do you know about basketball? Uh, I know there's a basket and a ball. All right. Well, maybe not NBA. So, um, 
What what you say is available for miscellaneous everything but two and three? Yeah. You know what? Uh, sometimes you come to the plate, you don't always want to hit the home run. You know, I don't care what the stats say. Sometimes you just need a single. Uh, you want to do miscellaneous for one? <laughs> All right, sure. All right, yeah. We're we're not we're not bombing a fairway drive here. You know, we're just trying to play it in the trying to play it play it on the green. All right, this one's also a little tough, but uh, sorry, Rudy, your oh, awesome. last hockey question is gone, but you might get a chance to steal here. So the first outdoor hockey game took place in 1991 between New York and Los Angeles. Where did the game take place? Hint, it's hot. That's impossible. What? That's for one? Where did it, like, what do you mean where did it take place? Like what stadium or what city? City, city. Well, I feel like it's, it's not Los Angeles. Uh, where is, um, Trenton, do you know where the Trojan Stadium is located? It's like outside of, oh, Trenton, was it the Rose Bowl? I'm not sure. Kind of like the Rose Bowl. I thought that'd be a pretty fun viewing experience. What teams were it again? Uh, it the Rangers and the Kings. Yeah, the Rangers and the Kings. Let's go. Let's move uh, on. They're, they're gesturing toward their wrist. I feel like that means something bad is going to happen to them. <laughs> we don't answer. Same time. I have no idea, honestly. Where's all right? Where I'll, I'll I'll take the driver's seat here. Is it the Rose Bowl? City. Oh, Pasadena. No, <laughs> uh, Rudy. Call you, dude. You know, I think we got a point. I think I, I think I got it. Um, little fun fact: this game was the first time that uh, any professional sports league had ever implemented a helmet cam. Uh, it was on the Kings goalie Kelly Rudy, and it was at the Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. Correct. One point for <laughs> Team hilarious. LeBron. Be hilarious if you knew that but didn't know the city. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. We're on the board. You're on the board, and it's your turn. So, Rudy and uh, Gina, what do you want? Okay, Rudy, you choose this time. What's left for miscellaneous? Uh, four and five. We're going to go with five. <sighs> hey, your funeral, man. Your funeral. This one, I don't think anybody's getting this. I'll just get it. All right. <laughs> I'll give you like 15 bucks if you get it right. All right, That's for you geometry lovers, an oh, NBA okay. basketball is a sphere, a hockey puck is a disc, and a birdie is considered an open conical shape. So what is a football? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you'll learn something after this question. An egg. <laughs> <laughs> an egg. <laughs> is that your final answer? No. <laughs> I feel like it's something stupid. I know. I feel like I learned this in like elementary school. It's a hundred percent something really stupid. It's something ridiculous, like a like a robosphere or something dumb like that. Or damn! Can you give me the description for a, a birdie again? <laughs> An open conical shape. That's. I hate that. Um... <laughs> Is a football a closed conical shape? <laughs> No, it would be like a double conical. You know what I mean? Because it would be like two cones put together. 
Ugh. <laughs> Boss, I, I we're not going to get this right, but I, now that I have the chance to say it, this question is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. All right, let's get a guess. Egg. <laughs> egg. Okay. What is egg? In, incorrect. Uh, Jake and Natalie, do you do you have a, a geometric term for us? We gave it a shot. I do like the answer though. Egg. I was thinking like in the like oblong neighborhood, but I know <laughs> two dimensional. So I'm gonna say a word that might not be a shape. But for some reason, my brain is telling me that an obelisk is a shape. That's not right. Is that May your I answer? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah um, I'm going to have to reference this later. A football I... is a spheroid. A yeah, spheroid? We... What the heck? <laughs> that sounds like a robot. Not it's, not right. Right. it's like it's a, a sphere <laughs> that has <laughs> unspherical edges. It's, got, it's actually kind of... It's a if you want a geometry fact ever. Well, tell us more, boss. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I do have I want, no, I'm kidding. I want to know everything about this. Can I ask? How about you, a spheroid? How did you come up with that question? A ballistic. Um, <laughs> I like saw it. I just like searched it up and I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. The shape of the ball? Yeah. Jake and Natalie, y'all can uh, get this next one. What's available? NBA and what? Uh, NBA for two, three, two, four, and five. Baseball for one and five. Uh, DePaul, everything other than two, and then uh, miscellaneous four. Two, two NBA. Hey Charlie, are you on your phone right now? Do do NBA. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you guys about Oblix the Tormentor. <laughs> NBA for right. uh, oh NBA for four. For four. All right. This former Bulls coach holds the record for assists in a game with 30. Playing alongside Simeon star Nick Anderson, the point guard put up a double-double of 22 points and 30 assists. Simeon High School? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. I'm a Mavericks fan. I'm not going to get this. Why'd you get the NBA one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh... – Pull something that Bob's met. Has he met someone like that? Bill Jackson. <laughs> Bill Jackson, final answer. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Cans, you probably. At least it was a coach. Of the Former Bulls. Bulls head coach. Uh, Nick Cans, you were muted. Muted. My bad. Scott Skiles. That's correct. Dude. Scott Skiles. What? God. No, I think it was against. I think it was against the Mavericks. No, it was against Denver. Sorry. Oh no! I was gonna say I thought Scott Skiles played in Dallas. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Cans with the out of his mind right now. Nine points. What was that, Charlie? Anthony Davis is out of his mind right now. Yeah. Did they come back? Uh, they're down one. Wow. Okay. All right, Nick Cans. Um, what MLB is what one in five? One in five, yeah. And what's left for NBA? Uh, two and five. Let me do NBA two. All right. Um, this star guard of one of your favorite teams, one of y'all, everyone in here, owns the <sighs> NBA record for free throw percentage for his career. 
the former Georgia Tech star is now an assistant coach for the Nuggets. Hmm. All right. 90.5% from the free throw line. Your favorite teams. All right. So we got Charlie Trenton, Rudy, Gina, Jake, Natalie. You said Georgia Tech? Yeah, Georgia Tech. And he's out of the league now. But I'm just going to guess the only Georgia Tech player that is coming to mind. Is it Jarrett Jack? Incorrect. (laughs) I like that. I thought that was a good guess. I like that. All right, Charlie and Trenton. I have no idea. I'm trying to think. So there's there's the Mavericks, there's Cleveland, there's Portland, and the Lakers, and the Bulls, obviously. He's an assistant coach. Yeah, for the for the Nuggets. I, I can't name a single person who who went to Georgia Tech other than Jared Jack and Calvin Johnson. Uh, Trenton, are you okay with me taking the reins on this one? Go ahead. By all means, go ahead. I don't know. I'm not just going to try and name an obscure player. Is it uh, Channing Fry? Incorrect. It's, it's Mark ah. Price. Damn. <laughs> Would have been really good if, if like, uh, uh, Charlie and Trenton chose it. But, anyways, uh, Charlie, it's your turn. So, what's available? It's MLB uh, NBA. MLB for one and five, NBA for five, DePaul everything but two, and then four for miscellaneous is still left. Four for miscellaneous? What do you think, Trent? We're out of hockey questions, so. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Miscellaneous four, yeah. This NFL team is the only team to have played in both the AFC and NFC championship games. AFC and, okay. AFC and NFC. Um, interesting. Okay. I've definitely like heard this before. I just don't know the answer at all. Is AFC it? And NFC. Do you think it's a? It's not one of the newer teams, is it? No, maybe not. Hmm. It's got to be a team that was founded like the eighties or the nineties. Was it maybe? Was it maybe Houston? Because they were. Because they they had a team. No, because they lost to Buffalo that one year. They're not AFC, but they've been in AFC both times. I'm just trying to think of teams that have moved right now. Here, I don't. I didn't make it clear when I was asking. It's a. It's like a. This team is the same. Yeah, so yeah. So it's like yeah. same so it's, team throughout. So it's not like, like like the Astros were in the NL forever and then they were in the AL. Yeah, that that it's like that. It's not like a team that moved. Okay. God darn it. I know the Bucks moved divisions, but they stayed in the NFC, so it can't be them. Is it maybe Jacksonville? No, they've always been AFC. Jacksonville's a pretty new team too, aren't they? They came along with the Titans, and I feel like they wouldn't add two AFC teams. Yeah. Um, or, wait, who'd they come along with? They come along – Speed it up. I can tell you that Nick right. Hans knows it. I feel like Cans knows it. What do you think, Trenton? I have no idea. It's not Jacksonville because they played Bron- the Broncos in one AFC game. Do you want to say screw it, like the Saints or somebody? They've okay. Always been AFC, though. 
All right. All right you know what? And that's the Saints. Incorrect. Rudy and Yeah. Tim. I do feel like it's like a West Coast team, though, because I feel like Oakland, like they've moved so many times. <clears throat> they went from Oakland to L.A. Now they're in Vegas. It's, it's not a team that's moved. So it's like a team that stayed the same oh. throughout. I still feel like it's a West Coast team, though. Maybe the Rams when they were in L.A. back in the 80s and then when they came back. Because technically that wouldn't be moving. But I can't tell. Could be Seattle. Could let's be Seattle. Seattle. Let's go Seattle. The Seahawks. The Seahawks? Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> they played Oakland in 1983. And then when they played uh, – oh, yeah. yeah. And then when they went to the Super Bowl, yeah. So that's four for y'all. So you got five now. Whoa. All right, and it's your turn, so. Nice. Um, what do you want? You've got one in five for MLB, five for NBA, everything but two for DePaul, and then nothing for miscellaneous. I forgot DePaul was a category. It's actually funny because the DePaul ones aren't I, – I, they aren't terrible. I think one of them nobody's going to get, but the rest of them are current. I'm going to go on a while – on a little hunch and say that the five is the impossible one. <laughs> um, what do you want to do? I picked last time, so I'm cool with whatever. Um, I will say the fives are all pretty, pretty, pretty darn tough. Oh my God. Um, well, I mean, it can't be worse than the Hemela Goblon or whatever the hell. The- <laughs> <laughs> Hemela Goblon. Whatever the hell it was. Uh, uh, let's just go should we go nuts and just do like I'm going to go either baseball one or NBA five are those both available yeah both available you want to flip a coin sure just just pick one let's go I don't have a coin <laughs> okay let's just do MLB one let's just okay. do it okay all right uh, this former Cubs relief pitcher signed with the Marlins this offseason He's pitched two innings so far and has one save. You see, I don't care about the Cubs, so I don't know this. Worst case scenario for y'all. Yeah, I don't pay attention to anybody. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think Strope went to the, the Reds. And he's not a – he's not a – he's not a closer. It's not uh, Kimball. He's still with the Cubs. Rough. <laughs> uh, is it Clark the Cub? <laughs> Correct. It- no. <laughs> He's what team is he on? The Marlins. Marlins. Yeah. Hmm. What is COVID nineteen? <laughs> so uh, you know, pretty much, who is the Marlins closer with different clues? I don't care for the Cubs and the Marlins <laughs> more. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's all up to you. All the pressure of the one point is on you. Let's let's get a name. Um I don't know that Edwards guy. I don't know when he left. <laughs> In- incorrect. Jake and Natalie. Um uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the bullpen. I'm trying to think of who we lost from last year. 
Not it's uh, uh not Montgomery. No, Kansas City. Not Stroke. Cincinnati. Yeah, that's Cincinnati. Not Edwards. I don't think Mario is there. Where, where else? Where do you think he went? I don't know. Is it Mario? I don't know. Kansas knows. I don't know where Mario went. Yeah, and Kansas is gonna know. Oh wait, but this is ours. Yeah, it's ours still. I don't know. Uh, airtime, airtime. We're making up airtime. Go in the water. Uh, to say, yeah, to say it. I just don't think Mara was in Miami. Who would be stupid enough to sign in Miami? Think, think, think. <laughs> Who would be stupid enough to sign? Is Katana still there? <laughs> no, we have. Um, just yeah, just say, yeah. say it. I don't know, Mara. Uh, Kinsler. Oh, I was saying, I can't, I couldn't think beyond C Shack and uh, right. Who is he? I was just thinking Kinsler because he's an all star. He's a couple. Yeah, he had a couple all stars. He was like their best. He was one of their best relievers last year. Ben would have for yeah. sure gotten that. That's true. That's true. Kans, did you know that? I did not. I okay. Okay. No. All right. Uh, well, Jake and Natalie, it's uh, y'all's question. What's the highest one? Um, there's three fives left: MLB, NBA, and uh, and DePaul. Not NBA, and not the DePaul because he said it's hard. So either an easy DePaul or the MLB five. Do we'll do the yours? What do you mean yours? The MLB. I haven't gotten one MLB one right. He says do yours. I don't know. Um, the MLB one is tough. Okay. I mean, all of them are Cubs related, but it's like a tough Cubs one. Um. De- all three. Kansas is gonna know it. All right, DePaul. DePaul. Three. Yeah. All right. Nah. Here nah. we go. This former DePaul basketball player made his way to the NBA in 2016 with the Grizzlies. Since then, he has played in the G League in Israel and signed with an Italian team earlier this month. Can't look at Can. This month. <laughs> This month. Hands knows. No, this is me just being flabbergasted. Wait, say repeat the question again one more time. Sorry. Uh this former DePaul basketball player made his way to the NBA in twenty sixteen with the Memphis Grizzlies. Since oh. then he has played in the G League in Israel and signed with an Italian team earlier this month. <laughs> no, it was in twenty sixteen though. I don't know any of the twenty sixteen. Yeah, I know DePaul existed until 2016. Um, uh, no. It, it wasn't Pantelis. <laughs> it was Pantelis. No. Max Struz. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we've, we would have had a better shot at the... Do we the ever time. talk about this person? Ever? Yeah. DePaul gets like five people in the NBA every 40 years, so he's one of them. <laughs> Great, and then they end up nowhere. Dude, I don't they know. They end up in Slovenia or somewhere. I don't know. Stupid like that. It's not right. Just kidding. He'll- Random name. Random name. Paul Struess hyphen Reed. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, just because I got his autograph, but it's not right. Wilson Chandler. Yeah. Incorrect. Cans. 
Sorry. Uh, this is just a guess because I think it was with the Knicks, but is it Billy Garrett Jr.? Mike Henry. He's a is killer. he a killer on the court? <laughs> Dude, he was insane. Yeah, he was. At DePaul, he was really good for DePaul. Really good for DePaul. Mike Henry only played two years here, so maybe that that's – you've got three fives left, all of them pretty tough, a four for DePaul and a one for DePaul. I'll do the DePaul one. Right. Um, this stadium gave DePaul a 10-year offer in 2013 to host basketball games rent-free. Wasn't it the United Center? That's correct. So, yeah, they didn't play at the United Center because they wanted a private stadium. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kansas, uh, Charlie and Trenton. Yeah. Bird called. Oh yeah. Um. Wait, wait. So it's ML. So it's MLB and miscellaneous for five, and NBA for five. Uh, NBA, MLB, and DePaul for five, and then DePaul for four. That's so four questions left. I feel like Trenton. The best I could do is MLB for five. Like that's the best. That's the most I could contribute. But maybe, maybe we can... no. Go for it. I I don't I don't think I have any of them. <laughs> NBA for five. NBA? Or MLB for five. MLB yeah, for five. I was going to say. Um, all right, here it is. This former, Cubs, this former Cubs started his career in Chicago in 99. He was involved, a uh, relief pitcher. He was involved in a brawl against Cincinnati where he speared Patrick, or, sorry, not Patrick. Well, yeah, Paul Wilson to the ground. Former relief pitcher. Come on, Charlie. This is a softball for you. Ah, uh, like the thing too is like I'm like I definitely see like Bleacher Nation tweet about like on this day. Iconic spear tackles you've ever seen in baseball. He was a relief pitcher. Yeah. Like a spear tackle, like he lowered his head. Yeah, he like speared the guy into the ground. He destroyed him. <laughs> he was drafted in. He was drafted in '99, or he came up in '99. Uh. Drafted. I think he came up the year he was drafted, actually, or at the end of the year. What do you think, Trent? Dig deep into some Cubs, uh, Cubs knowledge reservoirs. Uh, infant Trenton was busy crying and not worrying about baseball during this time. All right. Well, that's what I was doing yesterday. So, um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just gonna. Name, is it Marmol? That's the only reliever I can name from the. Not Marmol. Uh, yeah. Rudy and Gina, do you want to take a stab I, at this? I want Cans to say it because I can feel he's excited. If Cans answers it on our behalf, can we get like? <laughs> do we get partial credit? <laughs> can we have classes? I don't know. Do you want partial credit? Cans, <laughs> contribute to our team. Can't. Who is it? We won't get the points, but can't just tell us who it is. Kyle Farnsworth. Kyle Farnsworth. I had. I, I thought Can's would get, but his like that tackle was incredible. Sounds like he let at the helmet. Yeah, you watch it afterwards. It's just really, that's an ejection really and a suspension. Pretty, pretty bad one. <laughs> Trying to weed that out of our beautiful game. <laughs> All right, uh, Rudy and Gina. Three questions left. Four, five for DePaul, and then five for NBA. What's the score? Oh, yeah, what is um, 
uh, what, Cads has 10, y'all have five, Charlie and Trenton have five, and then Natalie and Jake have three. Okay. I feel like it's only right we go for a five. Still anyone's game. I Literally, it is, it's really anyone's game. Okay, let's just do the NBA one. NBA for five? <clears throat> All right, let's do it. All right. Two players in NBA history are credited with breaking the backboard more than once. Shaq is one of them. Name the other. Oh, my God. (laughs) I really thought I had that one for a second, and then you said Shaq. Um, Oof. I can't make it that easy. Say it one more time. All right. uh, Two two players in NBA history are credited with breaking the backboard more than once. Shaquille O'Neal is one of them. Name the other. He did it like three games apart from each other. So like he, this guy broke a backboard, and then like three games later, he broke another backboard. Whoa! You can't give us like any kind of help here because this is pretty broad. Um. All right. Um. <laughs> his nickname was Chocolate Thunder. Oh my gosh! And he played for the Nets in Philadelphia. That sounds so familiar. Chocolate and and Detroit. Oh my god, that nickname. Also a long a pretty long time ago. You know, I would have asked for hints if I knew they were available, but Oh god. <laughs> Chocolate Thunder played on The Nets. Okay. The Nets, Philadelphia, Utah, and Detroit. Someone tells me he did it while he was on the Nets because he emphasized the Nets, and I don't know anybody on the Nets. So <laughs> let's get a name. Less than four minutes left in this game. I want to watch the last two at least. Okay. Who is Chocolate Thunder? Final answer. I guess kind of correct, but not really. <laughs> Jake, do you have any? Uh... Whoa! You just said it was correct. <laughs> his real name, not his nickname. <laughs> All right. You said it's far back, right? Yeah, this is far back. Can I guess if they don't get it? Yeah, sure. I don't. We're not gonna know. Just guess. Yeah, we we forfeit our answer. Charlie, you have a guess. Is it Paul Millsap? (laughs) I said way back, Daryl Dawkins. Yeah. Oh. Oops. Daryl Dawkins. I didn't hear that. Barry used that as a. Jake and Natalie, uh, four and five are left for DePaul. Code. Oh, I guess four. Yeah, we'll do four and we'll leave uh, the big cake for someone else. All right. All right. This former DePaul women's basketball player played four years at DePaul. She is now a commentator for the Brooklyn Nets. Kelly Campbell. No. <laughs> Jessica January. So, oh, God. oh uh, sorry, I forgot the year. From 2000 to 2004 at DePaul. Great. So when we were zero to four years old. <laughs> the main thing is she's a commentator for the Nets. <laughs> that was one. Taylor. Taylor. Um, no. Um, Skylar Diggins' final answer. <laughs> Skylar Diggins' final no, answer. No, not final answer. She's been on Um. um and she for Detroit? Uh, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Do you ever watch Brooklyn basketball? No. 
Um, All right, let's get a yeah. guess. Let's run this know. up. January. All right, Ken, do you got anything? This, I mean, this is just a guess, but Abbas, was she also in Chicago at one point? Do you know that? Like as a commentator? Uh, as like, yeah, as like, not as a commentator, but as like a broadcaster. I, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Because I, I know what you're my, trying to, I know what you're getting at, but. Uh, I think she worked for some channel, but my guess is uh, Sarah Kustak. Yeah, that's correct. All right, so uh, right oh. now Cans is winning 14, 14 points for Cans. You just clinched the win, so. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to get the last one, Cans? Sure. What Cans? Lakers are on. Huh? The game is on. Well, I'll go quick. I'll just because I want to hear it. All right. Okay. Okay. So this DePaul head coach led the program to the NIT and NCAA tournaments in 2000 or no, 99 and 2000. So NIT 99, NCAA tournament in 2000. He compiled the number one recruiting class in the nation before DePaul became the first program in history to lose five underclassmen to the NBA in two seasons. I think one of them still or just retired. Is it Joey Meyer? Mm, right after Joey Meyer. Ah, Dave Leto. Remember Pat, Pat Kennedy. Kennedy? No, not at all. Not at all. Dang. Jerry Wainwright. Jerry Wainwright. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to do it. Cans, you're the winner. Sweet. Well, uh, I like to consider myself a pretty good trivia player. So, you know, I expect to win. I hold myself to a high standard. But, you know, I don't know. I got nothing else. Those were some tough questions. Though. All right. Good stuff, y'all. Uh, that's going to do it, though, because we've gone way over time. Boston Roots here, Managers Pod, Raider Paul Sports, student voice of your Paul Blue Demons. It's going to be a great year with this next, this, this new management team next year, so stay tuned to whatever we're able to do next year. Thanks for listening, everyone.